I'm Preeti Chibber. And I'm Jen Northington, and this is Tar, Valen, or Bust, a Wheel of Time podcast. He had too many problems for later. He had too many problems for now. <laughs> That's relatable. That's I know Rand, that is. Rand's being a relatable king in this section, I think. He's like, I don't have enough time. I have too many problems. I genuinely <laughs> thought you were going to do the quote that's at the end of one of the chapters where Matt's like, finally, everything's going to go the oh way I God. want it to. I was like, buddy. I was dying. Oh, <laughs> there were so quite good. a lot of like laugh out loud moments, yes. I think, in this section. I agree. I, I have a lot of feelings about this section, but that is, I do agree that that's true. <laughs> uh, so as you might have guessed, we are rereading the books in honor of the TV show's adaptations release. We're talking about our favorite and not so favorite moments and digging into all things Wheel of Time. Today we're talking about Lord of Chaos, chapters three through seven. You may notice I sound a little hoarse. I have had a terrible cold, terrible summer cold that will not go away. So I'm going to mute myself when I cough and hopefully this will all be fine. Uh, so the big news, that's not book news, is that we got, first of all, I didn't know that this was called a sizzle reel. Is that yeah. a is that a, thing? a sizzle reel. What makes it a sizzle reel? It's sizzling our interest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I made okay. that up. <laughs> you made it up. So there's this Wheel of Time featurette, whatever you want to call it, um, about season two. We also found out that it's been renewed for season three, mm -hmm. which is exciting. Yeah. As I said to somebody else, I was like, well, it's 14 books long, so it's nice that we're going to get at least three seasons of this Well, show. he's he's mapped out eight, and I'm yes. like, just let him have it. Just man. let him have like, it. Like you have just more money than anyone oh, on the planet. For sure. You can't just agree to eight seasons of this know. show. But who gets an eight season deal? No one. No one gets no an eight one. season deal. That's not a thing. That's not uh, real. Anyway, there's this. I always struggle with these like you know teasers because people are like so confidently be like, oh, and then see this person, and I'm like, is that who that is? Like, how can you tell? It's like blink and they're gone. But there's pretty. Uh, has a link to a TV line piece here um, that you can look at if you want to see what people think is going on. But the important news is so they've sort of decided they they said that season three is largely going to be the shadow rising. So I think it's safe to surmise that we're going to get a lot of the great hunt and the dragon reborn in season two, which after <laughs> a brief moment of looking up the summaries of those books. <laughs> We did. She was like, because this happens. And I was like, does it? We had to check because it's been a thousand years since we read books two and three. So we double checked what happens. And, and based on rereading those summaries, yeah. it is interesting to think about how they're going to pull some of this stuff yeah. into the second season, knowing where we left off in season yes. one, which is Rand is on his own now, which mm -hmm. doesn't happen in the books until the dragon reborn and yes. matt is also on his own which yep. also doesn't happen until the dragon reborn yeah um so there's a lot of like splitting them up much faster than happens in the books but it makes yeah. sense mm -hmm. for what they're doing i think yeah yeah it's gonna be interesting to see also how they handle because you know the boys sort of go off in one direction and then Nynaeve and Egwene go to the tower in mm -hmm. book two and meet Elaine and like Min and we start to get that whole situation and that evolves into them hunting the Black Aja in book three so like how compressed is that gonna be like how fast is yeah. it gonna happen like super curious I mean I think it does certainly like 
at the beginning of book two is when Padden Fane escapes with the horn and the dagger in the books. And in the show, we see Padden Fane steal the horn. Yes. At the end, in the finale episode. So, you know, I I agree. And like Rand has gone off on his own. So I agree with you that they're like lining interesting things up. I just have no idea how they're going to jigsaw this together. It's going to be super interesting. I don't, I'm, I'm kind of hoping a little bit and I don't know if they'll do this. And it's mostly because it's something that I'm so anxious about seeing on screen is that they're going to nix the Senshan uh, Adam thing. I think we saw it. I think we saw it. I in, think we saw a little bit of it. Well, episode. mostly specifically with Egwene. Like, oh, I wonder I if they're going to pull back on that story I a little see. bit. Because I, I don't know how they give it the weight that it needs to have. Exactly. That's a really traumatic event for her. And yeah, yeah. you can't. And it's like in an eight episode TV show. Like, how are you going to do that? How are you going to do it? I'm like of two minds because it is care. It's Uh, part of her characterization. And we need some of that moving forward for the choices she makes. But it's also like make it up. It's fantasy. Yeah, I'm also just thinking about how hard it would be to see that on screen. Mm hmm. You know, so anyway, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. There's a lot to fit in. Yeah. With the character, like less so like there's a lot of Rand stuff to do, but there's a lot of Rand stuff they can truncate from book three. Totally. For the other and same with Perrin, actually, and same with Matt, because Matt spends a lot of book two just sort of like falling deeper into Mm whatever is happening. Like we don't get POV of Matt until book three. Because I do know I was mad about that. Yeah, right, right. The only right. big thing that happens for Matt, I feel like, in book two is that he blows the horn, which is still one of my favorite moments oh, yeah. of all time. It's a great moment. Well, you, you they're going to do the Battle of Falm. Like, they, they have, have to. to. But it's wacky because there's a big, there's the Battle of Tear at the end of book three. So, like, are we going to have two, like, are we going to have a mid-season battle and then a finale battle? Or maybe like... they don't do the Battle of Falm and Falm cuts back and is just about Rand fighting, um, what's his face in the sky? Yeah. Because it doesn't really have to. The only big thing is the whole, like, what if they truncate it to the point where, like, Matt blows the horn at tear, though that doesn't make sense. Or maybe they're just like, who knows, I don't know. know. Oh, and if they do the horn, we do we get Fail? Like, do we know if we're getting her? It's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. I don't know. And we have a new Matt. Let's not forget. Oh, yes. We have have a new Matt. Matt, So Um, Dunal, whose name, last name I've already forgotten. I mean, I miss, I'm, I did like Barney Harris. Yeah, he was good. He was good. So we'll see how this new Matt measures up. Yeah. I do hope for a little bit more, I guess, like, tricksiness and joy. Yes. Yeah, it was a pretty dark Matt. It was a dark Matt. For, for, for good reason. Yeah, sure. 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 But even from the beginning, he was very dark. Mm-hmm. And so I hope we get some, like, kind of fun out of him, especially after, like, reading this section and we still get so much. Oh, my gosh. Right. So, So, okay, wait. Before we get into it, mm -hmm. I just want to say. Yeah. You're going to have to drive this bus because, like, as far as I'm concerned, this was a whole lot of nothing. This was a lot of recapping. (laughs) it. (laughs) It was a lot of, like. And now let's learn all about every Forsaken's backstory. Like, I know it's not I that agree I didn't with you. like pieces of it, but like very little plot happens here that advances the story. It's all like filler and explanation and like reestablishing. Like, did they think that like people were going to get to this book and be like, first of all, I did they don't... think that new readers were going to pick up this book or were they like, oh, 
probably nobody remembers anything. So let's retell them everything. Like, is that what they were thinking? I don't understand. There was some of that. I do think that this book is where we're really seeing the like sort of uh, pullback on like major editorial, perhaps. <laughs> because I agree. I don't think I, I don't think it's going to be as long as a conversation as we usually have, because I agree with you. I think less happens. I mean, with we always more find words. a way to make it two hours. So who knows? We but... do. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I so okay let's get into it yeah I don't think there's anything else to say about the sizzle no. reel or any of that like it's just a lot of guesswork but I feel like we'll get a trailer probably at New York Comic Con oh yeah like a teaser in between and then a trailer yeah. at New York would be my guess um okay so <laughs> we ended last time with Mazerm Tame who I right quite like a lot oh yeah I'm, right. I'm I am pro Mazerum Tim. He's great. He's great. He's a great balance. I still am Team Rand. I feel like he's trying real yes. hard. Um, but so it's just after that where like Rand is like, okay, I'm going to take you to the school I started. The farm. The farm. And now I think though that we have Mazerum Tim. We have a more um maybe like academic or complicated version of how the how Satan works. Oh, yeah. Like, this is like teachable moments up the wazoo. Yes. But I did think this part of it when he's like talking about traveling, <laughs> it made me think of the illustration in A Wrinkle in Time when she's trying to describe what a tesseract is right. with the strand of hair and the ant. Yes. Pulling yes. it back and forth. Like that's all I could think of. And yeah. I was like, you should have put a drawing in this. <laughs> Forget maps. Show yeah, me yeah. how traveling Show works me in how the pattern. Works. No, I don't need to know that. I just don't need to. I just it just works. It's magic. The end. The to end. an extent, but he like explains so much other stuff. Yeah, I do I think it's kind of fun to be like he's folding the pattern and like stepping through it, and it was literally like that idea of the tesseract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he like pops through to this place. And he's sort of like talking to Tame, like, it's a gateway. I'll show you how to make yes. one if you don't know how to do it. And if you couldn't tell what I was doing. And Tame, I feel like, was pic- I was picturing him as just sort of like one eyebrow raised the whole yeah. time. Totally. Totally. <laughs> he's like the definition of sardonic, I feel I like. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's great. <laughs> great. This, I will say this one part. <laughs> The Aviana stuff. Oh yeah, took on like a whole new level in this section. You're not wrong. I have some highlights. Let me tell you. Well, this one part where she's like, "Rand, wait!" <laughs> and he just fucking closes the gateway. <sighs> it's great, and all the maidens are like, mm, okay. "It's like a real big reminder that he is twenty years yes, old. He's twenty. The baby, a baby. Yeah." <laughs> So, so yeah, so Rand is like, so, you know, the Forsaken are out, like, you should probably be aware. And Mazram Tame's like, yeah, I heard about that. They're like having which was... this very weirdly <laughs> casual conversation about the Forsaken. Which was funny because in like another page, he's like, the Forsaken might be here, which I thought right. was yes. quite, and Mazram Tame is like, oh, yeah. like it, it shows him a little shaken, which I yes. appreciated. Yes, it's good character work in here. Right? I agree. Yeah. Um, and he's sort of like naming all these things where he's like Chalik, Smeardral, Jarkar, yeah. Grayman, Golem, and then you're like, oh, we see more of those like boundary slipping between Luce Theron yes. and Rand. Um, yeah. Which is when we get to Matt, 
paralleled again in a very interesting way, I thought, mm. although I do just want them to have a fucking conversation. <laughs> totally. <sighs> I mean, yeah, he's Rand is just like spitting information at Rasmus. Yeah. In his room too. He's like, oh, and do you know about Balefire? I'm not going to show you that Which, if you don't already okay. know it. Like, Can I say when he was like, it's the worst thing that's ever happened to this world? I was like, oh. Except that you keep fucking using it, sir. You like, keep using it. Do as you say, not as you do. Uh, and he's like, And then there's these bubbles of evil and this and that and the other thing. And Tame is like, okay, like, yeah, I've been to the blight. Like, I get it. Um, So they come upon on the farm mm -hmm. and i feel like there's a very clear parallel here to saladar yes do you feel like that yeah i think it's and and deliberate right yeah. like these makeshift like magical rules, areas and rules yeah. being built in front of our faces essentially yeah. mm -hmm. and one that is trying to hold on to the tradition that has existed for so long and one that is trying to break down the tradition that has existed for so mm. long that's good i didn't spot that it's almost like one is the white tower and one is the black watching <gasps> <What? laughs> oh is. gosh but yes so there are like a few boys and men <laughs> like a thousand descriptions of people in here I which can't. i don't care it's I too can't. many names no but there are somewhere it's like this is where you keep I feel like it's a reminder of how young Rand is. This section was really like a reminder of how young he was, I thought. Because yeah. he's like, there are these boys. Like, this one says he's 20, but he's obviously like 15. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't need him, I would send him away. Oof. It's rough. It's yeah. rough stuff. Um, but basically, he brought Tame here to test them because Rand doesn't know how to. And Tame's right. like, wait, you don't... Tame is big, like, what, like, it's hard? Yeah, what, like, it's hard? Yeah, no, yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, he straight up was like, you can travel, but you don't know how to test the talent. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, bro, relax. I know. <laughs> it's, it's not like anybody's teaching anybody. I like, know. come on now. Like, poor boy. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I did this line that happens where... um. Rand is talking about why he has had all of these men bring their families with them. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about how the Aes Sedai, like when they're in their tower, they're separate from everything else. Yeah. They, they don't see people anymore. And like, you can't forget how people are if they're literally like around you. And I thought that was a nice moment. Yeah, I agree. I think it lends itself back to this idea of like what Rand is trying to do is break with the sense of like idea of how things are supposed to be yeah. and build things in the way that he thinks are right. Right. Um, because what we see in the section with Elaine and those Aes Sedai is like how how messed up it can get and how broken things can get if you are too obsessed with tradition. Yes. Yeah. Um. So he like pulls all like pulls all the people together. Major Tame is like, you want me to teach? Like I could do a million other things with you, right. like whatever you need. And Rand's like, no, man, this, this is, is what, what I need. Yeah. <laughs> like I need soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then we get this testing, which I think is very, again, a callback to how Moiraine and Egwene first uh, tested Egwene for use of the yeah. power, right? Yes. Like it's, it felt extremely the same. As very similar. With the jewel. Um, but they keep, they keep coming back to, we see a lot in this section of the difference, like the differences between Satan and Sadar. And yeah. one of them is that 
Sadar is like an embrace and Satan is like something you're fighting, um, which I know I hate it too. uh, Whatever. Gentle flower versus like a raging whatever fire. Be a man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Um, So yeah, this, this, this testing section happens with this old, old man, Damer. Um, And it is interesting to see this from Rand's perspective. Just in the sense of like, at first he's like, is this, is that anything happening? Right. Or, uh, but it turns out that after these like long minutes have passed, we get a, it is a parallel to that first beat with Egwene and Moiraine and the, the jewel and the whatever it was. Right. And the The light flashing, the light flashing. I was like, I couldn't remember what it was exactly. (laughs) Uh, but it's it's a little bit of that, but we have it from a perspective of somebody who's just watching mm-hmm. instead of living it. Like the two people who are living it are Damer and Tame, and we're not in mm-hmm. either of their heads. Um, and Tame is like kind of like, oh shit, right? You, <laughs> oh, you okay? Can actually, uh, you could channel. Uh, all right, maybe this might work out. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and so then he, Rand is like, okay, well you can handle this, I guess. Right. I have to go. And yeah. like, wait, but I can show you how to do it. And he's like, no, I know. I figured it out. I figured it's it cool. out. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. And they like have this short discussion of like, well, what do you want me to teach them? And Rand is like, obviously weapons, like anything, mm-hmm. but also definitely weapons. Um, And um, like, I need you to find as many people as you can. Yeah. He's basically like, we need numbers. We need to be able to do all these things. And then Tame sort of like picks up on it. Right. Yeah. He's like, so you want to match the Aes Sedai, like mm-hmm. explicit. Um, And Rand, instead of like answering, it was like, how many do you think there are? Like a thousand? Right. And he's like, not even that, which is wild, right? Based on the number, like the numbers in this book are bananas, mm-hmm. where you have like hundreds of thousands yeah. of like people fighting in these battles like with Rand. There's like 16,000 maidens like running like, around. What? And there's if, only I, a thousand eyes to die in the whole world. Like, And okay. yet they're like so, yeah. it's, it's the, the numbers. The numbers are I, wacky. Yeah, they're bananas. I can't think about them too hard. No. Um, But we kind of get a little bit of like, which I kind of appreciate, a more targeted anger from Rand on men who can channel here. Like when he's like, culling the human race like burn them for it even if they had cause like i think that's him thinking right. about the Aes Sedai taking men yes. who can channel and taking yes. them like yes. basically it's you know um uh what do we call them. it gentling yeah, them. Yeah. gentling them and like it's it's genocidal in that mm-hmm. sense of like you are literally trying to remove this from the population yeah. and so i kind of like getting a targeted anger about that from sure. rand because it starts to create this emotional connection between other men who can channel. Right, right, right. Which we know academically, but we haven't seen a lot of emotionally. Um, And then there's more like, time was the greatest enemy. Yes. Too real. We we get this. Yeah, truly. We get this moment where he's like, de- he's talking about how he's determined to build something and leave yes. something behind. Like, because oh, he knows, you know, like, he's broke probably my heart not going to survive. I know it totally 
broke me too but like he's like i'm gonna defeat the dark one and cleanse satan so men don't have to fear this like i'm gonna i'm gonna leave something good behind and you're like oh baby you're trying so hard i know and you're so you are a baby yeah our sweet boy i know i know and tame is kind of like pushing because he's like that's a pretty and tame is older than him we know yeah. and so is more experienced and i think about this like man coming in and looking at this young kid who clearly has too much responsibility for what for his age and what he's meant to do yeah. and just being like that's a pretty big project bud <laughs> it's a it's a lot of work mm-hmm and he's just like, look, I'm going to do what I can. Although there is this beat where James like, so do you have a, an angry elf? Yeah. And Rand's like, don't talk about it. Yeah. Like, Real believable, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Why do you think? I think it's weird that this notion of like men can't see other men channeling, oh, but women can. This are so like it just arbitrary doesn't make and random. Sense. Like I don't, and like how like men are stronger in these powers, but women are stronger in these ones. Like it's more gender essentialist nonsense. Like as far as I'm concerned, it's just like why there's no good reason for it. Either. No, like there, it's just to there make really it isn't. different. It's just to make it different. That to me actually feels like I need this to not exist as a plot reason so I can do mm. things later. Oh, like, that's a good point. Because like now we have Rand in a position right. where it is more terrifying if he can't see the weeds yes. of any of the Forsaken. Well, or identify a man who can channel coming towards him. Exactly. the 90% of the time it's going to be a Forsaken, honestly, yeah. at this point, you know? So, so that's like, me all yeah. felt. I need to do I this for the plot. Right. I think you're right. I think um, you're right. <laughs> so we have this moment where he's like, listen, this is where Tame gets nervous about the Forsaken because Rand's like, you, if someone is like learning too quickly, keep yeah. an eye. Like it might be the Forsaken. And Rand's like, but Tame is, Tame is like, what? The what? And he's like, okay, hold as much of the power as you can. Yeah. And Tame is quite, quite powerful. You have like, Lose Theron screaming and Rand's head yes. like, kill him. And Rand's like, shut the fuck up. Mm. And so Lose Theron does. But we find out the team's really strong. Rand yeah. is still stronger, of course. Of course. But he had uh, grasped the power at the same time without mm. realizing it. And so he's not sure if it was him or if it was Lose Theron. Yeah. Yeah. Which is scary. Yep. Super scary. um and then that kind of like nothing else big happens i don't think no not really he like tame is like all right cool story i'll see you later and uh, the maidens are like you know teasing rand about avienda and you know doing the things um i did find this very cute where he says this thing about how heroes and stories never had jokes made at their Yeah, expense. I thought that was cute. And then um, and then we get this line about like, well, Rand's true mother. And you're like, okay, yeah, we're super re- the recapping begins. Like, remember how Rand's mom is the maiden <sighs> of the sphere? Yeah, um, it was a little bit too much. Yeah. Like we didn't we didn't need all of that. Yeah. Um and then he like does this whole complicated, weird mental gymnastics 
about like where to go next, even though he's supposed to have a plan. He's supposed like Bashir was like, hey, remember how you're going to come see my troops like nudge, nudge, like elbow, elbow. Like it sounds frivolous, but it's actually a really important part of our plan. Like I know do that. Right. And Rand is like, oh, but what if I run into Avienda? I can't I can't do that right now. And he's like, oh, yes. Well, it'll be better if I do it later. And like turning himself inside out. And I was like, OK, like, what is this? I think it's again showing his youth. Like to yeah. me, that's so much of what this was, was him like with the with the romance stuff obviously jordan is remarkably hit or miss and not necessarily the best at like integrating it into the text Mm. but this section combined with what we've just seen to me was like he's 20 Mm -hmm. like he is making choices as a 20 year old gotcha and part of that is he's just had a page and a half of his the maidens being like ooh, Avienda. Mm. and so that's what's like in his head right and right. so it is him meant it is truly mental gymnastics where he's yes. like <laughs> just like panicking over Avienda. Yes. yeah <laughs> and then not doing what he's supposed to be right, doing. Not doing what he's supposed to be doing we do get this like <sighs> sad moment where one of the wives of the men who can channel like is like staring back at him yeah. and he has this moment of like devastation about what he's doing to these yeah. men even though again Ugh. like he's offering them an option that they would not otherwise have so it's pretty it ends on that note um yeah it's it's pretty i mean that is one thing i think jordan does well it is i don't think it to me at least as a reader it never quite gets maudlin it's just no. tragic yeah you feel the weight of these decisions that yeah. he's having to make yeah i agree at least so far i think so later, far it, yes yeah who knows the jury's out uh okay so chapter four is still rand yep he's going into his tent and man this chapter was just a whole oh my god of, like and then he talked to this person and then this person and then this other person was wearing this and also this, and I'm just like, I don't the only I don't know. The only good thread, because I do think it has a really, really wonderful like uh send up and it, it actually builds to something good is the aisle humor thread. The jokes. Yeah, I that's did like it. that's the only part I liked about it. You've got these like thunderwalkers and the maidens like competing to like make each other laugh harder and Rand just finds their humor totally incomprehensible. Just, like, doesn't get it. And then he tells like that this terrible joke. Honestly, it's though, like a this, dad joke. Every part of it is perfect. Yeah. The you didn't laugh, you never laugh. Sometimes <laughs> I don't think you have a sense of humor. Stopping dead. Rand rounded on them so suddenly. They reached for their veils and looked around for what had startled him. He cleared his throat and then he fucking tells the most dad joke <laughs> of all time. And then it stops and, and he says the punchline and then it's he waited expectantly and then just fucking crickets. It's amazing. And I they also all laughed at the like, joke. It's the rooster, right? It's the rooster is the funny part, right? The, no, the it's best the water. Line, it's gotta be the water. The best line is like Rand <laughs> throwing up his hands. Rand started for the red striped pavilion again. Behind him, he heard Leah say, I think it was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> I agree. That was the best part of this like whole Ooh, chapter. It made me laugh real hard. Yeah, it was good. The was joke good. is good. The the prose is good. It was all very, very, very funny. <laughs> And then it's a lot of like, 
Oh, so we find of tents and descriptions yeah. of people and like we find out that the like Tarians and the Carrion and are not working with the Isle. Like they have not invited Surprise. any of, of the Isle chiefs to be a part of their planning or whatever it is they're doing. Mm-hmm. They call him. Did we know this that they're calling him the Lord of the Morning? I don't remember. Who can say? But it's like lucifer is the only thing i could think oh, of yeah literally you're right actually that's funny i i mean it's just another thing that robert jordan has lifted whole and stuck but where he this, wants it i this though like that I'm to me is sure. so blatant like what else lord of the morning is l- like lucifer morning star yeah. but shaitan also means the devil yeah. so like what does it mean <laughs> means Robert Jordan like the sound of it I'm convinced he just likes the sound of it personally I don't know that to me seems too pointed like sometimes yes I agree with you um that he just like pulls stuff out and drops it and that felt like bananas pointed to me I mean if you want to go there you know Lucifer like mythologically speaking was an angel that's true that fell to earth yeah and like had he was banished from heaven and like is actually has a much more complicated story yeah, than Christian mythology would like you to think. So like it's you know if you want to look at it that way, it's a being it with sense. great power who's been made outcast by circumstances and is like trying to like redeem themselves. I'm smiling because it means that the the name choice matters. Ah, I mean I can make <laughs> it work. I just but don't no, know but I how think much I think he thought about it personally. I think this point he thought about. I think sure. what you said makes sense. Okay. I think when he says Lord of the Morning had been one of Luce Theron's titles, mm. I think the one that he chose, I think right. more of a name droppy well, one is fair. the Shaitan one. Yeah, yeah. This well, to Shaitan me Shaitan is the name of the dark one. Not... That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Cause I was like, why would you have two two people as the right. why are they both right. named the devil? Like what? What does that mean? They are technically two different things. They are like a mythological fair. folklore aspect. Yes, but that's what I mean. Is I think yeah. this one had a very yeah, clear yeah, yeah. intention behind it. Sure. Whereas the dark one gets all sorts of cool, like sick ass nicknames. <laughs> it's truly <laughs> the Lord of a thousand nicknames is the dark one. <laughs> um. We also find out in this section with all of the meandering that Luz Theron has not said anything since Rand yelled at him in, in his, his head. head. Yeah, yeah. And so Rand is like, is he listening to Ooh. me? Because I don't this? like that yeah. at all. It's very unnerving. It's very unnerving. It is. It really is. Um, we find out some of the lords have um, <coughs> decided to rebel. Yes. Which Rand is mostly like, oh, my God. <laughs> that's Could so annoying not? yeah and he's like i guess i have to punish them like shit i'm gonna have to execute them like all right i'm gonna strip their titles too like that'll be more compelling is, for yeah. these people and like but yeah he's like you're right he's more like annoyed and resigned than anything else and he's like pissed off that he now he has to punish more people which is not yeah. what he wants to be doing no and i'm with him like all he yeah. wants to do is fight the dark one and there are all these like petty squabbles yes. happening around him that he's just he doesn't have time for yep. he's he just wants to figure out how to unite everybody so that they have the best chance they can at yeah. defeating the worst evil that exists in the right. universe right um, so then they they go into this planning session and like the lords are 
pissed off that he like keeps referring to the forsaken and they think he's like making it up or whatever and it's just a lot of like all of these pages are just a lot of like build up for this idea that like it's plans within plans within plans yes like that's it like they're mad that he won't let them go and he's like but you can't we have to wait for matt and in his head he's like because i have another plan with matt and bashir that's right yeah it's it is it's just like okay he's saying one thing to these guys but he and matt and bashir have a secret plan on the side the ideal don't even know like it's a whole situation with samael specifically he's got this whole plan about samael Mm -hmm. and Ilian. Yeah, and they're basically like, well, as much as you're building your forces, Samael is building his right. forces, and right. so why are we waiting? Like, and, we should go now. Yeah. And Rand just keeps being like, can you just listen to me? Right. Like, why is everyone arguing? I'm, like, flipping a few pages because literally that's what oh, yeah. all, that's that's all, all that happens. happens. That's all that's happening. It's, it, he goes through the exact same thing with yes. the Isle Chiefs the yes. minute he leaves the the uh aristocrats mm-hmm. um and then he has to spend time with them before he can finally get back with the maidens and then we get mm-hmm. to have some more fun <laughs> with the joking which i liked yes yes <laughs> where he's yes. just like gritting his teeth this yeah. i will say the section where they're trying to tell him what he should do to yes! like woo avienda I back highlighted this this part where she's like can you blush like can you can i was I, like, like i was dying it's so fun more, it was the turn like shyly with your eyes downcast let yourself dance as if life pleases you but then apologize when you suddenly realize she's there (laughs) they were like just be coquettish yeah yeah it's like it's very fun because it's such a gender flip for like our societies this is one of those times where robert jordan gets the gender flip right like it's actually it is actually works it's funny because Um, it's absurd yeah acknowledging how absurd it is yeah yeah, that was a good that was a good moment. I agree. Um, yeah, and then we end with this note of Rand being like, "Well, I have a huge joke of my own." Like Samuel's got no sense of humor, and he's never gonna see it coming. The end. And then it's like, with any luck, Samuel would be dead before he knew he should laugh. Yeah. Uh, and then we're with Matt. Matt. I love Matt. Matt so much. Matt's hanging out in a tavern. Surprise. It still is a lot of text for what does oh not need to be God. as much as I love so him. So much. Like, again, so much recapping. So much re-explaining. I do want to note yeah. that I, I like, we get this description of what he's wearing. And it is, like, <laughs> the Matt outfit. He's, like, yes. he's got the black silk scarf. He's got, like, the hat. He's got, like, you know, whatever. Like, he's wearing, like, the it's happening. Matt. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We should have mentioned is, like, there is, again, all this focus on the heat. Yeah. It's throughout. It's very, again, Which I am also. I feeling on a visceral level too right real. now, y'all. <laughs> Some I'm of the sweaty. stuff, man. Yeah. Too real um so it's a lot of just like really heavy stagnant heat Mm -hmm. everywhere like to the point where i was like it must smell like garbage oh i don't even want to think about that gross (laughs) gross (laughs) television needs to never be a thing side note side note so uh he's sitting at this tavern drinking and sort of watching the merrymen and he's with uh talmanis um some other dudes Darid and Nal- Nalisane whatever his name is and it's like the nobles who are following him um then there's some they're like sort of laughing about like how do we get your get our money back from you right. like you have so much luck and and we get this notion of like Matt's luck 
runs in cycles, mm. which I thought was interesting because it's not just always. Um, then we yeah. get the stuff with the girl, Betsy. Yeah, super suspicious. Nice. Right. Note. Like, I don't. I don't trust any woman at this point where where Robert Jordan is making a big deal about how she only has eyes for Matt and like she's only talking to Matt. I'm just like, this is obviously suspicious. Yeah, she's like really fast talking and like touching all his stuff. Like she like touches the fox medallion, asking yeah. a lot of questions. And Matt's like kind of cute where he's like clearly trying yeah. to like stay on her level, but is getting like really thrown by how yeah. quickly she's talking and then. I did like the nobles behind him, like just dying yes. laughing. Yes. So he's like, here, let's <laughs> dance. Like no more talking. Let's dance. And this is my favorite part of honestly. Well, there's two. Fa- I have two. Favorite this was parts of very, this very good. But this was really cool. Like, I, yeah. this is one of those moments where I didn't mind so much that this doesn't do anything for anything aside. From, I agree. Like, give us this insight into what it's like for Matt to have these past lives in his head, because we get this amazing description of him being an emissary to the sea folk and like right? dancing with their ambassador. And it's like it's one of those moments where you a little bit forgive Robert Jordan for some of his book bloat, because when he's on, he's on so on. But then like, the rest of the time you're like, oh my god, okay, wrap it up. Like sir. edit, edit, yeah, edit, edit, edit. But this but was this a nice. Was... This was a very cool moment. I agree. I thought this was really, really strong. And the key is that it it he goes through this whole dance, and then we have this moment where he's like, this dance was his as surely as those memories were borrowed or stolen, but so seamlessly woven into those he really had lived that he could no longer tell the difference without thinking. Mm-hmm. All his now filling holes in his own memories, he might as well have lived them all. And it's an interesting, I, we're getting a lot of Matt and Rand parallels, I think. Yeah. And this one is about, I think, clearly where you have someone who is just, all right, this is this is helping me survive. I'm going to use it. The difference, of course, being that they're not trying to take over his life. Yes, yes. But it was, I think, because Matt has evolved since we yeah. saw him get these memories, right? Because yeah. he used to be like, I'm not listening. That's not mine. Yes. Blah, yeah. blah. Now there's like a begrudging, like, okay, this is mine. Right. Or at right? least it's useful to me, so I'm going to use well, it. Well, no, it's it always Matt's like, operating. Yeah. But when he says it's like this dance was his as surely as those memory right, memories right. were, right? Like, right. it's him sort of like taking ownership of them, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, and then we get a whole lot of recapping of Matt's journey. Yeah. Which okay, you're with the band of the red hand. Yep, and we got yeah, okay. we got like and he we find out he has six thousand soldiers, which is like, um, a lot. It seems like a lot, and then we it's get like another like moment of like he's gonna need to figure out what to do about the horn of Valir. Yeah, which I was okay with that reminder because it's right. been a second. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like remember oh, right. the horn of Valir? That's a thing. I did like, like this note where he offers up a small prayer for uh, my yeah. soul because I was like, oh, like they had a rocky relationship and it was just nice to see that acknowledgement. I agree because the weird way he was like, yes, non, yes, not responsive like, to it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Agreed. So, um, yeah. So then that happens and somebody comes to like they have this wonderful dance mm-hmm. and uh, somebody interrupts them. And it, like one of his like soldiers, Adorian, and is like, so you told you told me to come get you for the rounds. Right. 
<laughs> and we see Matt being like general Matt. Like he's yeah. like, well, I might, I have, I'm stuck here. So I might as well do this right. So we find out all of these like systems that he set mm-hmm. in place for like making sure that the soldiers behave and how they like take turns keeping the peace so that they don't, you know, whatever. I mean, I think it's a it's another thing where it's just reiterating that same point, right, where it's like uh, it was important to make rounds every day, inspect something different every day. Those other men's memories told him that and he had come to trust them about things like this. So it's just sort of reiterating that he's accepted it. Yeah, yeah. We find out that a bunch of Moiraine's former soldiers have joined the band, which Mm -hmm. might become a thing. I Uh, like this beat about the hat. (laughs) Yes, where everyone's like, why doesn't he wear a helmet? And there are all these reasons for it. Like, oh, he doesn't think he needs to. Nothing will kill him. And he's like, it's just, it's a good hat. I just like keeps the sun out of my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was good. Yeah, and then there's just like a ton of description of these various inns and like and like a bunch of hunters. Yeah, you see some hunters for the horn, which it's a lot of women. Yeah, right. I feel like he like specifically pointed out women who were hunting for the horn more so than men yeah uh and then we find out i think this might have been a thing um adorian is like oh there's a rumor that the lord dragon was in town well and Matt, like dodges the question oh we yeah get a flashback later so that's gonna be gonna yes tie together. yes we do i mean um, we have this whole thing too is like clearly the soldiers, his soldiers are like, so when are we going? And yeah. that's like, we'll move when we'll move. And it's more yeah. of that, like, you clearly are working on something. Yes. Um. And then, yeah, Dorian, he's looking at, like, there was this weird beat of, like, how they're getting people to conscript into the into the army or whatever mm. this is. With this weird song about how much it oh, yeah. sucks to be a soldier. Yes, yes. But all these civilians are trailing around a lot, like behind. And Matt's like, they're they're gonna sign up to be soldiers, and I don't understand why. Right. When you listen to this horrible song, right, right, right. And I was like, same. I also don't understand yeah. why. No, don't understand it. Um, but and yeah, then we then... get this flashback section. I liked it. I thought yeah, it was a good yeah, flashback. I mean, it's actually something's actually happening, so that's cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, Rand like ports himself into Matt's tent. Well, he's in, is he in the inn? Or the inn, excuse is me. Is he staying at the inn? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and Matt, like, panics and, like, <laughs> hits his ankle on the thing. And Rand's like, no, it's fine. It's me, bro. Right, right, right. <laughs> and Rand's, like, Rand explaining like, the plan. All over the place. He's, like, yes. first he's, like, talking about the plan. Then he has, then he's, like, how do you know if you're in love? Yeah, and like, Matt's, like, what, what is happening? I love the how in the pit of doom should I know? Yeah, seriously. And then he's talking about Samael, and then he's talking about how he's going to unite everyone, and like... But then there's this beat of no man should have another man's voice in his head, and Matt freezes, because Matt doesn't know about Luce Theron, and he's like, does Rand know, like, Rand... What does Rand know? Like, did he tell him everything he knew? And I'm like, can you guys just talk? I know, I know, they just Just, need to have a conversation. have a conversation. Just bro down about it. Right. Um, But we have like a little bit of like, it's not, they're not being super clear about what the plan is, obviously. No, no they're, but, Jordan is being very coy. But I did like this moment of like, to me, it seemed like Rand needed to see his friend. Like that was it. <laughs> Rand needed to see someone who he knows 
Um, yeah. And I, he went to Matt. I kept trying to figure out if this was like part of his like Bashir review of the troops, but I was like, no, it's different. Like the reviewing of the troops with Bashir is separate from this. So yeah. So we because never think, find out if he actually did that or not. At least not yet. Yeah. No idea. Um, um I did like after this um flashback is wrapped up, I did like this callback to the joke about yes. how like Rand was the one who always had the way with women, him and Perrin. It's like that callback to like early book one. Yeah. I think it's like, well, they they all think the other one is the one who it's knows cute. how to talk to girls. Yeah. I'm like die. And it's funny because Matt is like if we just look at like who can be the most smooth talky, it's, oh, yeah, it's Matt. Matt is it's the one who knows how to smooth Matt. talk women. Yes. Rand and Perrin are both just oh my I mean, we can't even get into Perrin. No, like no. we're we're not gonna do that. Um I agree. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> I did like this moment <laughs> where he's like uh leaving this um inn or whatever, and he's just like complaining to I always love Matt complaining to himself yeah so he's like Rand going mad leaving him yes. hanging out in the storm tame and those other idiots ready to fall into insanity I wish you could see I literally have it highlighted so on good. my e-reader yeah it's so Samuel good. waiting in Ilian and the rest of Forsaken the light new wear all probably looking for a chance to take Matt Calton's head and pass it <laughs> it's so great it's so mad it's, there's it's this so line mad. in the little rascals <laughs> Where Alfalfa is like standing there and he looks up at the sky and he goes, and then the clouds opened up. God looked down and said, I hate you, Alfalfa. <laughs> That's Matt. That's Matt. Matt. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, and then yeah. we get this. I forgot that this happened, but I was 100%. kind of delighted. I was Same. like, oh, Right. Remember that time that Matt gets involved in like a three men and a baby situation? I forgot. I just I don't remember anything about Oliver except that it brought a surge of affection. Yes. <laughs> like, I love Oliver. I love him. He's so cute. I'm sure something tragic happens to him, but Probably. I love him right now. Um, but yeah, basically Matt saves this little like orphan, <laughs> dirty orphan boy from <laughs> being in trouble because he was sitting on some hunter's horse. Yeah. And I love when he's like, <laughs> he's like, I am nine and my name is Oliver, not boy. Yes. He's so sassy. He's, he's like, so I can take care of myself. Let he's me go. so like, cute. Yeah. Also traumatized because, you know, refugee child had to bury his mom. Like, it's very, it's very intense, but also, like, has this lightness to it that I really love. And Matt, like, taking him seriously. He's like, you know what, Oliver, you're right. Like, I should talk to you. Like, you know, and I love this trick he pulls on him about the bath. He's like, you tell them that I said you could have one. They might try to stop you from taking a bath, but you tell them I said. It's so really cute. It's like, I think it was smart because we need some levity. Yes clearly and there's only so much levity you can have of matt on his own yes surrounded by people that are not his friends right and so give him this silly little boy totally it's cute and and then we get this next section which i'm so confused about very confused what is the function so they're they're at the docks and there's a sea folk ship yep and the sea is weird uh, which is weird to begin with and they're going across to the other side, which is the Andor side, who, like, they're kind of warring with, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Matt, like, it's a very convenient moment where Matt's memories, like, tell him important things about, yep. like, who the officials on the boat are. 
and like what they're doing but like we don't know anything about i don't know i'm like am i supposed to know what this is it was very confusing because at first he's like get me a boat like we're gonna go talk to them and then then it's like all clearly something important is happening but they go off and then matt's like well i guess it doesn't involve me so yeah and what it was so strange and I was I'm... like, is this to do with the girls? Like the last time I remember we saw the sea folk was when was it was it Elaine, Elaine and right? Nynaeve yeah. getting off and they had like promised they had the sea folk promise to like spread the word about Rand and yes. support Rand. So it might be people sending an emissary or something. I guess, but like why is it like here? I don't, I don't yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it was, was very, very confusing. Weird. Yeah, super weird. Um and and they're they're clear about it being strange, but then it yeah. just it just goes away. It, it felt so strange because I was like, it felt like it was something where he was like, "Well, this needs to happen, yes, because it's going to affect something later." So I'm yeah. going to put it here because there's nowhere else I can put it. I guess. And so, so Matt is going to be the one who deals with it. I guess. Right? Because yeah, I don't know be. why else it would be here. It can't right. be with Rand. It can't be any of the girls. Can't be Perrin. And to put it in one of their heads, it would have been too much information. Well, they wouldn't have had the information. No, no, I mean, sorry, in one of the CFO. Like, if it had just been, like, a random character perspective. I don't know. He doesn't seem to mind doing that. Well, no, I think that would have been his reasoning for not doing it. Like, he doesn't want us to have the information yet, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we got it. We had to get it through a third party. Right. (laughs) I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, it was weird. And then we're back at the end doing some more dancing. Betsy is still very suspicious to me. Yeah. But he gets his kiss. He gets his kiss. He gets a little kiss. And then they all leave. Yeah. And then Matt's like, all right, we're leaving at first light. Um, I will say this was interesting because this is another Matt Rand parallel, I thought, is like he's talking about how he was very deliberate in making sure the, what do you call them? The groups? The different parts of his like 6,000 men? Oh, yeah, yeah. His what like they called? battalions or whatever. The battalions, whatever, yeah. they're called, whatever they're called, are a mixture of yes. Andorans, Carrion, and, and Tarion. But while it was irritating, like people were irritated by it, they did it. And so Matt was able to succeed in that way. Squadrons. With the soldiers, squadrons. squadrons, thank you. Matt was able to succeed in that yeah. way where Rand wasn't. And it mm. just felt like another interesting parallel to me. Like, I don't know. Sure why he's paralleling these things right but there is a there's a smoothness to the way matt is able to yeah. do things that Rand does not have 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah and like we we get a lot of him thinking about like how this is all really for show mm-hmm. like that you know samael will know that they're doing this instantly there's no actually hiding it and they don't want to hide it like yeah and we get this line with any luck, Samael would be cracked like oh a louse between two rocks before Matt ever had to come within a hundred miles of the man. So you know that that's not going to happen. This is the chapter that ends with like Matt actually found himself whistling well, for like, once. Everything was going to work out the way you're coming up, Matt. No like, way, oh, man. Oh my God, Matt. You know that's not what's going to happen. You just screwed buddy. yourself over so hard. Oh, um. Ugh. God. Oh, mm. this section. Oh, my God. This whole, the only, I will say I liked the Semridge part because I thought it was the most interesting. 
But the like Samael stuff, the Ugh. Grendel stuff was brutal. Yeah, it's really brutal. And I think it makes the Forsaken seem really stupid. Well, I you know, I mean, we've talked about this before, how like they're kind of, I mean, they're just super powered, like they're assholes. There's yeah, they don't. I mean, and I actually think this was Jordan's attempt to give them more nuance. I depth, agree, and I think it failed for the most. I also part. agree. It's just like they're just very plotty. They're very catty. They're very like, oh, but she doesn't know that I know, and then she's right. like, well, he doesn't know that I know. And it's like, you're who just, cares? and they all think they're going to be nameless, which goes back to my point from last episode, yeah. right? I was like, they all think that they're going to yeah. be. They're all getting promised, you know, supreme whatever. But they're and... like, now they're like, does he want Randall Thor to be nameless? Right. Right. Yeah. Like, and, who cares? You know. We have this whole. It's like you know what it's like. It's like reality, t- like reality yes. TV. Yeah. Who is the dark one gonna give the rose to? Yes. And oh they're all God, scheming, it's and it's all the stuff that I don't care about when I watch <sighs> reality TV, which is like I just want to see people be good at stuff. I don't want any of the scheming nonsense. I mostly agree with you, except for my love for Survivor. I, I do knew think you the were going to say it. Survivor concept still works here. It does still work here because they're does. like you know trying to like play each other off and like make the alliances so they're not the ones voted out next, but they still like have the position of power. Like it's all very it. All Oh, I love your Bachelorette reference, though. I'm into it. I I will take all of the reality TV comps. I just like hate it situation. so much. So okay, I mean, it's so overwrought. Like we have like, to sit through pages and pages of like, give to, like me, torturing like, people. Two paragraphs. I know it's so long. It's so like so yeah. Long. So Samael comes to see Grendel, and he's super pissed off that he has to come see Grendel. <laughs> um, and she like he's like holding on to Satan, and so he can hear all these little like shitty asides she keeps saying to herself um but he doesn't want her to know whatever we find out she's been taking people from this land that's really 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 far away um and samael is like she just wants me to be thinking about that she wouldn't be bringing it up if she didn't want me to be thinking about it like it's a whole lot of nothing yeah but basically like samael is furious at the prospect of Randall Thor becoming nameless. Yeah. But also he they are like, we can't go against the Dark Lord's wishes, who clearly right. doesn't want Randall Thor to be killed. Yeah. But Samael has put himself into a trap, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we get a lot of belly aching from him about this because we're in his head initially. Um, yeah. And he's like pressing Grendel for information and you know, they don't know they have, like, like a fight about calling him loose Theron versus Randall Thor, but she's know. doing it on purpose to like. Yes. Oh yeah, she's doing all of this on purpose. And we then all... we get more recapping. He's yeah, you know, like oh, and these are the people he's killed already, and we don't know what happened to Mogedian and this and that and the other thing. So it's really it's so many pages for like so who long. cares. We do get a little bit of information about like how some of the plots have actually happened, like. Masana was part of this plot to like you know trap him in tear mm-hmm. which is new information like I don't know I don't I just know. like I'm like kind of like who cares but then there's this whole would they like the the thing I think that stands out about all of this this section which is just forsaken like to the nth degree is this binding thing that keeps yeah coming up. so it starts with Grendel and Samael talking about 
these captives that she is, you know, these people she's enslaved from far, 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 far away and like how they live and how they deal with the power. And she's like talking about how like, you know, well, the women who can channel have to marry sons of women who can channel blah, 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 this and that. And Samael is like, oh, I'll barb her back. Do they bind themselves like criminals? And my note here was, is this an Adam reference? Mm hmm. And then, like, there's this whole thing about, like, does she know? Does he know? Who knows what binding is? And then it comes up again in the other two sections that we're going to see. Yeah. And I think by the end of it, it's pretty clear what it is. But anyway. Well, we'll, we'll get there. But, um, it, yeah, that's the only thing that I thought was, like, actually interesting about any this, of this. This line did make me laugh where Samael's <laughs> like, I've done everything short of yeah. surrendering, surrendering to convince Althor I'm not a threat to him. And I was like, what? that's not what i saw and then he says but the man seems obsessed with me it's like ah buddy so hard like you are the one who is obsessed my friend like you are the one yeah (laughs) a little bit she does Um, protest too much (laughs) so he's basically like you just need to find out how demandred and the others mean to carry out the great lord's instructions and then he Mm -hmm. leaves then we get grendel's perspective on everything Mm -hmm. that just happened and like again who cares she Who thinks cares? she wants to like use Samael as a way to get rid of Rand, essentially, mm-hmm. um, so that he can take the blame. Uh, we get a ton of her backstory. Which again, who cares? Who cares? We get this thing about the binding again. Like, oh, how did he know? I only know because of this thing. Like, okay, what? Um, and then like Masana is in the White oh, Tower. Oh, in the White Tower, we find out. That's we important that information. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, we don't know where Demandred and Summerage are, although we're going to find out in a second about Summerage. Yes. And by the end of this, Demandred. And then yep. we have this whole thing. Do we know who Lord Iturald is? I couldn't remember. Should I look it up in the app that the Discord people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, do that. Because she is pretending to be this person lady basine i did wonder about that myself because i feel like that's their name so they must be important but i didn't i haven't downloaded that app yet the app says that he is the commander of arad doman's army okay he's one of the six best military commanders west of the Ail waste in a league with pedro oh, well, Nile, that's not great <laughs> gareth brine davram bashir agomar jagad and matrim coffin so okay. he's gonna be important, clearly. Okay. Thanks, app. Um, well, because I think one thing we didn't mention was Samael saying that he was gonna deliver a bunch of troops to the Dark One. Oh, yeah. Right. Who who he didn't care if they knew what they were <laughs> fighting for or not, essentially. But right. he was going to deliver these troops. So this seems in line with that. Yeah. Um, okay, then we get to Samurage. Samurage. And Who is like clearly in some gross ass torture fort, but has light bulbs. That has light bulbs. I think this is near Sheol Ghoul. It must my, be. It has to be. Like where else would it be? And like Shadar Haran is there. Yeah, and he like, shows up. It, yeah, she's torturing an Aes Sedai. The only thing I liked about this is I thought it was just an interesting perspective on the way. The Forsaken use the power with, like, so much more sort of, like, science and, mm, yes. like, I guess we could say, like, industrial progress. Yes, yes. Than what they live in now and the, yeah. like, anger and frustration they have at having to be in this circumstance. Mm-hmm. Even though 
they're the ones that caused the the breaking. Yeah, <laughs> so it's fault. their fault. Yep. But like we get, you know, references to shock lances and like mm-hmm. these like light bulb age of legend things, stuff. the yeah. age of legend stuff that is all like tech. And yeah. so that that was the only thing, you know, where she's like precisely Semmerich located the centers of the woman's brain that received messages of pain from the body. Like she was a healer. She mm-hmm. knows the human body from like a medical standpoint mm-hmm. much more than what they know now. Yeah. Um, and she was the one who like it was she got pulled down because she was clearly also using it to hurt people back in the yes. day. Like she was a healer, but also a torturer yeah and we get this line about how when she was in the white tower um they offered her a choice that was no choice to be bound never to know her pleasures again mm-hmm. and with that binding be able to see the end of life approach or else to be severed and cast out as I to die they expected her to accept binding they never expected her to flee so we find i think it makes sense actually if we're trying to position the evolution of the adam like where did it come from what mm-hmm. was it initially used for the idea that like it was used to uh erect boundaries mm. around women who transgressed against the white uh, the white yeah. tower's rules but then they could still be of service to the yeah. tower like that scans to me as like an origin story for the adam now obviously yeah. the shanshan have like Take it, it and run with it and like turn it. I mean, it's a gross thing to begin with. It's super gross to hand like somebody else the power over another human is always gross, no matter what yes. you're using it for, like always. So, but yeah, I, I think I think this is the origin story of the Adam that we got right here. That seems like a good call. I, I can see that a hundred percent. Like for sure. Yeah. So yeah, so she's she's torturing this woman. We don't a hundred percent know what information she wants. Yeah, and I it's, actually it's looked up this woman in the um app to see. I'm like, am I supposed to know who Cabriana Mercandi is? Nope. Wait, this okay. is the first time. As so far this as is just tell. some like Aes Sedai we've never met before, and she's like yeah. torturing her with like pain and pleasure and all these things. And the woman is like trying to resist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that weird mare draw shows up shadar yeah. haran yeah. uh and is like you better do it you better get what we need right okay okay cool um, like, what we get you... like some mare draw facts i guess i was dying at this thing the reference to like how Agenor had been trying to like test the like scientifically yeah. test the Murdral to see like how do they disappear into shadows and like he couldn't figure it out. Nobody knows. It's like they just do. Here's just a piece of random lore. Okay, this is the thing that they do. <laughs> Surprise. Um, so she's like, yeah, I'm working on it. It can't be. It can't happen that fast. Uh, but she's afraid of this Murdral, which she's like, that's weird. I don't like that. And then right. she goes in to deal with the warder who. Yes. This, again, is, like, so much text for what is just an awful scene. It's terrible. It's really upsetting. Um, And she gets distracted in the middle of torturing him. Yep. And thinking about the mirror draw and, like, why this thing was set above the Chosen. It's Mm. weird. Like, why was, like, they dealing, like, they're dealing with Eldor. I thought Mm -hmm. she, the reason I, another reason I like this is I think Samaraj has the most realistic perspective on dealing yeah. with all of this stuff to me like the yeah. other at least she seems she doesn't seem stupid right like she seems like she's really thinking uh strategically with the understanding that she could be smote <laughs> right, right 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 yeah 
absolutely yeah she's thinking about the other forsaken what they're doing how they're scheming like why she's not involved in any of that she understands that they are like being moved on a board mm-hmm. by the great lord like she does have the most perspective of all of that this is where we find out important moment that she was the one who sent the Murdral and Trollocs to the Stone of Tear to yep. battle against Samuel, yeah. not, not Lanfear. Not Lanfear. Fascinating. And that right? was on the Great Lord's orders. Like, th- there's like, plot again, plots within plots within plots, right? We're getting a lot yeah. of layering of plots from everybody. But the places where it works and doesn't seem absurd is here, not so much with, which this is again where I'm like, am I supposed to just think Samael's a dupe? I think so. Right? Right? I don't think we're supposed to be impressed by him. I Yeah, I agree. Um, All right. So then she like realizes she accidentally killed the warder and then goes to torture the Aes Sedai some more. It's terrible. It's really upsetting. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Um, all right, then we're with Elaine. Chapter seven. Oh boy. Elaine is brushing her hair. <laughs> yeah. Um I have to say, can we just take a moment? I'm I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but they, they're talking again about how hot it is and how yes. like overwork. And there's like this moment where Elaine like blows down the front of her shirt, and I'm like, nobody does that, do they? That's not a thing people do. I think when I was little, when I was little, I was probably like, like on very, very hot days, probably. Or I definitely used to stick like, no, not as a, no. Come on. Like, I definitely like those motor. I I can remember being at like sporting events. I didn't want to go to at the summer and having those like motorized fans. Oh yeah. And sticking that that into your collar. Absolutely. But like nobody like blows the hot air from their mouth down the front of their shirt. Like Robert Jordan, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) It's like more of this, you know, just like that action. Yeah, exactly. You flap your shirt. That which happens later. But like, anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, it's weird. I just was annoyed by that moment. Um, So she she and Nynaeve are in the room. We get a very long description about what accepted rooms are allowed to be. Um. We remind her about Mogedian, remind her about Brigitte, whatever. Mm-hmm. We find out that like people will be waiting for them if they don't get to Teleranriod soon. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bit about like there's probably a lot of worlds, and what does that mean for Teleranriod? Right. Uh, and then we have there is this weird line like right up against the Summerage bit that we just got, where it's like they're thinking she's taught she's thinking about how much work it's been taken to like create these Terangriel and. Mm-hmm. Um, she's talking about bur- she was thinking about burning out right and how that's final but Nynaeve didn't think that being burned out was final and so she's like but Nynaeve would not be satisfied till she healed somebody three days dead right. which felt like a really strange parallel mm. to the section about Semridge where Semridge repeatedly was like how many people could say they had healed somebody so close to death how many right. people could say like that was just there are all these strange parallels that I don't know what yeah. to make of them, but I can't help but pick up on them. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, So she has made quite a few copy rings, yes. which I think is amazing. I, think I love Elaine, like science Elaine making. Right? Terry it's cute. Like, I love that. And she's like thinking about like you know how they don't work as well and she's trying to figure out why and is it the colors but how could that possibly be it and she's like actually talking about like atomic structures here without using those words super great i love that i love that it's fascinating um we also find out that it's been like six weeks yes we find out it was a month and a half ago that Egwene got injured and moiraine and lanfear went through the (laughs) ring 
Mm-hmm. The door. The door. The door. Um, and she's a little worried at bringing it up that Nynaeve is going to go down the land route, but Nynaeve is clearly like right. just a little too tired, and so she doesn't. Um, they all. We also get a beat where they haven't figured out who the Amerlin will be yet. Yes, and we we find out that Min and the embassy to Camlin are probably about halfway. Mm-hmm. So we get a lot of like positioning. There's a lot of positioning, which like fine. Yeah, sure, sure. that's fine. Um, and then she <laughs> gets to Teleranriod. Um, we have a beat where Suan and Leanne are already there, mm-hmm. and more of the ring stuff. Yep. They're then, clearly like, waiting for people. Yeah. yeah. Um. Then the hall basically shows up. Yes. The six women who are in charge. But Ryan they're the talking about. Yeah. I think I know where this leads. Same. Same. Um. But they're saying, you know, we'll scorn our choice, Carlinia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll scorn any choice we make. We might as well stay by our decision. Um. We'd have a hard time changing their minds as long as no ruler scoffs. Why should we care? Mm-hmm. And then Carlinia says, what worries me is that if she is easily guided by us, she may be as easily guided by others. Yep. And so. Mm. Yeah. It seems pretty clear. <laughs> pretty clear. What they're talking uh, about. <laughs> there is this weird. So this is a lot of just like the I said, I don't have as much control as they yes, do. And their dresses yes. keep shifting. And so there's a beat with though. Who is it? Um, Morel. Where she, this like pointed bit about this necklace that shows up. Like she is. um Oh yeah. Like with the number of daggers. Right. Yeah. It's like a wide yeah. silver collar supporting three small daggers. Hilts nestling in her cleavage. Of course, a fourth dagger appeared and then was gone so quickly. It might've been imagined. It was just. I think beat. I know what that is. I don't remember. I'm not sure I'm right, but I think I know. You should add it. Add it to your spoiler. Doc. Yeah. I, well, yeah. Okay. I don't think it's, well, it might be, maybe it is spoiler. I won't say <laughs> anything. I think I'll, I'll put it in the discord under spoiler tags. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's just a lot of like, this is where I was talking about the whole notion of the Aes Sedai are too committed to tradition, to a yes. fault, because yes. that's sort of what this section is. Yes, like, you're right. Right. Like they're there yeah. to, there's so much like Aes Sedai were sure they could learn it. Like they could do anything and they, you know, they expect to get what they wanted and they treat Elaine and Nynaeve like, like they are accepted despite the fact that Elaine and Nynaeve know so much more about Teleran Rio than uh, the Aes Sedai do. Right. And, and they so, don't listen. They don't really take in the lessons. No. Like they're insisting on doing things the way they think it should work as opposed to the way it actually does work, yep. which is going to come back and bite them in the ass. Later. In like two seconds. Yes. Yeah, uh, we, we get a little bit more of like how Suin and Leanne are like pulling yep. the wool over everyone's eyes by pretending to fight so that yep. the hall won't remember what a master manipulator Suin is. Mm hmm. Yeah, and we find out that um, the Aes Sedai have been meeting with the Wise Ones and yep. Egwene in Teleranriod, except that lately Egwene hasn't been there. So it's, it's just, just the Isle and, and the Aes Sedai, which is obviously not a great combination. Because the Isle will not tell them anything. Nope. <laughs> and are like giving them shit about how bad they are at Teleranriod, which is legit. <laughs> um, we also get this uh very pointed like don't forget about nightmares yes yeah you have to remember that they're not real or you could be in trouble mm-hmm. um so then they like they make it to the tower um there this beat was a little scary because they get to the uh yes. 
Amarillo's room and all of a sudden like Aleda shows up sitting yes. at the desk and he's yes. like as I have foretold the White Tower will be reunited under me yeah and she points at everybody and is like Neil and I was like oh my god is she gonna <laughs> remember yeah but even if she does it's just a dream I um, hope so yeah I there's like a little bit of Elaine doing peacemaking here because yeah. Maeve just won't like keep yeah. her mouth shut which I like both don't care about and was like okay it's nice to see the two of them sort of working at least a little bit in concert with each yeah. other so as opposed to them being like constantly annoyed at each with other's each other thirst. so I, that's the only thing I wanted to say about that no I agree it was a little it's just <clears throat> the same old I was like why is Nynaeve being so annoying well exactly um yeah so they're like they're snooping. They're snooping. They're snooping in the Amarillo's thing. They have a, uh, they clearly like the I said die are like going to remember what Elena said and they were mm. thinking about it. Um, and they're going through like the box with the letters and it's like she's sending people to the dragon to, to Rand and like all the, there's just a lot of politics stuff. I feel like. Yeah. The one thing, thing that I thought was worth noting is that apparently Swan has found evidence that Alvierin is countermanding Aleda's orders mm, and mm-hmm. nothing is happening about that. So it's just like more layers and divisions. Inside yeah. Of the... And that they don't know that Moiraine is dead. Yes. Yeah. Well, that Aleda doesn't know that, that Aleda doesn't dead. know. Yeah. yeah. Um, they find out that Shemarin, like Elaine and Nynaeve had said, had been demoted to accepted, yes. which they did not think was allowed. But Elena right. is doing whatever she wants, it sounds mm-hmm. like. Another beat of the Aes Sedai not listening to them. Yep. Lots of beats of those. Yeah, And Elaine is like, I'm just here to answer yeah. questions when just they gonna have sit. them. Like, I'm just going to sit here. Well, yeah, because Leanne disappears almost immediately to go check on her eyes and ears stuff. And they send Nynaeve after her, even though Nynaeve is like, I'm not going to be able to find her. Right. But they wouldn't let her get that out. So <laughs> right. she just goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we overhear the Aes Sedai talking about like, yeah, more politics. Like, well, the fighting here is going on, but not there. And then mm-hmm. this is the Terabon and this about Shinar and it's just like a lot of it's a lot of like dropping of political beats yeah that I'm sure will matter I guess but I was getting a little eye glazy while I was reading I was too I mean I highlighted this bit of just because it made me laugh where you know they are uh talking about what Morgaze is doing and it says you know Elaine is like listening like her mother is rumored to be raising an army in the west of Andor under the ancient flag of Manetherin which we know is actually Perrin yes. um not Morgaze as well as being held by a prisoner prisoner by Rand fleeing to every nation imaginable including the borderlands and Amadicia which last was purely unimaginable like even Elaine knows because there's no bad reason idea. to go to Amadicia like why oh. why Robert Jordan why 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 yeah um okay so then what we get some numbers we right. find out that they're like 294 Aes Sedai in the tower as one third of all Aes Sedai almost as many as had gathered in Saladar so like we get a sense of the numbers yeah. um we get we find out that the the emissaries that Aleda is sending don't know that Rand is in Camelin. They're going to Carrion. Oh, right, right, um, right. So they're like, well, our embassy will reach him first then, is what they're excited about there. And they're and then... like... <laughs> this was funny when they're like, what if Rand likes the idea of the tower? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? What? 
It's like it's like the line from Shit's Creek where he's like, "That is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard." (laughs) (laughs) And Elaine actually like busts up and like yells at them a little bit, and they're like, "Mm -mm." and then. We get this whole nightmare scene. Yeah, this like terrifying nightmare thing happens, which is so so long, and it's literally just to show what it's for. It's just to show that the Aes Sedai. I'm telling you, it's just to show that the Aes Sedai are committing to this stuff to a fault, like literal fault. If they had listened to Nynaeve and Elaine, they wouldn't be in this mess because they would have understood that they can't accept that it's real. Right. That the minute you accept it's real, it's that's what's gonna happen. So these yeah, like trollics show up, yeah. everyone is like falling apart. And I need like uh, Elaine and Suan have this wonderful moment yes. where Elaine is like, We have to go into them because they manage to stay on the right side. Like it's like yes. the the hall of the tower turns into this like nightmare cavern. Yeah. And they have to like basically step through and convince all the other Aes Sedai that it's not real. Right. Right. Which puts them in extreme danger because yes. what happens to you there happens. It is. I mean, it's Jordan. It's great, like, suspense. Good it's horror. great, like, horror, great but, like, action, I but like unnecessary. when he does one of these, it makes sense. Like, it works yes. with the flow of the book. And this just felt like a delaying tactic. Like, I agree. I don't know why It, it could have been, like, a page. To, yeah, it could have been so much shorter. Like, the, the Aleda moment was so much more yes. uh, effective as yeah. just a beat. Yes. This was just like, we get it. You've spent oh, this entire chapter telling yeah. us what is happening. Yeah. And now you have to show us, even though it's like not so, like it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. So then Elaine, you know, Elaine saves them all basically mm-hmm. and gets no thanks for it. Of course um, not. And they go off. They like go back to wake up uh, and get healed because yep. all of them are severely injured. Yep. And Elaine is like, okay, well, I have to go back. But first, let me go to the Grand Hall in Cambridge. And Suin, Suin gets to stay, though. Oh, yes, that's true. Suin gets to stay. Because um, Elaine's like, I could stay. And everyone's like, no. No. Um, so, but yeah. Yeah. And she like, she goes and she sees the dragon throne that Rand has put mm-hmm. in the hall. She does not feel great She's about that. She's not into it. Super not happy. <laughs> and she's like, what do you think you're doing? Like, because she knows that what he was starting to learn in Tyr and Carrion mm-hmm. was like manipulation. And yep. she's thinking about how like, that's not going to work in Andor. Like, you can't do the same things. And but he knows of that. just being mad, well, yeah, but she doesn't know he I knows know, that. I know. And she's just like, if only I could be there and like help him figure it out, which yeah. is a nice, a nice, instead of her just like flying off the handle about the I agree. situation, like it's a and nice And this like, she's thinking of take care of him men, like yes. she wants someone there to be yeah. on his side. But that also she nice. feels jealous about it. Like she's having real sensible, yes. actual warranted emotional yeah i feelings. agree except for this of course this weird beat of like she would bond him as the yes, warrior I know, like I know. okay you're like all right, whatever could you not could you not <laughs> and then then we find out where the mandred is yeah well i guess does that mean he's in is or is he just lurking i think he's just lurking i mean the whole thing to me is just like well let Rand do what he's gonna do right Right? Let the Lord of Chaos rule. Yeah, I still don't know exactly what it means. I assumed it means, like, let Rand do what he's going to do because he's going to fuck something up real bad on his own somehow. Right. And he misinterprets what he sees on Elaine's face. Which Which I also liked. Yeah, totally. Fine with that. 
And that's the end of that. That's the end. Oh of my that God. Section. It's a lot of words for not a lot of content. Yeah. No, honest. I agree. It was, it was a lot for, yeah. but we're under, we're pretty, we kept it pretty tight ish. Did we? Let's I think so. My timer. Stopwatch. Oh yeah. An hour 20. That's not, not bad. That's not bad. Um, okay. I mean, we Next. also did talk about the trailer. So there's that. We did. We did. I didn't, there just wasn't a lot of, st- it's like, no. He- yeah book bloat it's book bloat he's setting up a lot of shit and retelling and recapping a lot of shit i think for next time (laughs) yes i was gonna ask you because i don't have my my hard copy in here we should do so there's if we do page 221 to three oh my god 319 (laughs) that's chapters 8 through 12 Sounds good to me. Four chapters. We've been doing a pretty solid four chapters so far. Yes, I agree. That works for me. All right. Eight through 12, y'all. That's our next uh, next, next um, plan. Oh, my God. Where are you? I just want to put out. I'll forget. <laughs> I don't, if I don't mark, the, if I don't dog ear this right now. There All right. It'll be it'll be posted on oh. Patreon and the Discord also. Um. Okay, so. That's that. That's chapters three through seven. Keep an eye out for episodes every other Wednesday, mostly, <laughs> and follow along at hashtag Tarvalin or bust. Uh, next episode, what I just said, we'll be talking chapters eight through 12 of The Lord of Chaos. It'll be chaotic at the very least. Uh, A big thank you to Brian Dunn, our fellow Wheel of Time fan and musician who created the excellent intro and outro tracks for this podcast. You can find more of his work at briandunnmusic.net. And that is Brian with a Y and Dunn with two N's. If you are enjoying the show, please do leave a review and or rating on the podcast platform of your choice. We're pretty sure it helps other people find the show and we really like reading them. We love it. Um, okay, where can people find you? On the Twitters and Tumblers at Jen IRL, J-E-N-N-I-R-L, or on Instagram as I am Jen IRL, and I am podcasting for Book Riot. Oh, and mm. keep your ears peeled because Preeti's a special guest. Right. I was like, for what? For what? <laughs> Remember that time that we recorded an episode for work? I do. Yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> Um, okay, yes, you can find me on the internet, but most importantly is the day this episode drops will be the day after my book comes out, Spider-Man's Social Dilemma. Please buy it if you did not pre-order it. It is available everywhere, which is wild. Um, And then you can find me on all of the social medias at Run With Skizzers, S-K-I-Z-Z-E-R-S. I feel like I've been waiting for that book to come out for like 16 years. I'm so excited that it's finally here. It does feel like (laughs) it's been 84 years. It's been 84 years. And I can still smell the fresh china. That's not what she says. That's not what she says. That's not the line. Okay. Whatever. Um, You can also find us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Tarvalin or bust. Although, honestly, these days, most of the chatter is happening over at the Discord, which is exclusively for patrons. Mm -hmm. Our level is a dollar. So, if you (laughs) want to come talk to some excellent Wheel of Time nerds, you can do that. It's fun. We have a good time. Uh, All right.
Oh yeah, and thank you to our patrons. <laughs> What's happening to me? We really like you, everybody. Thank you. You're awesome. <laughs> Did I break you? A little bit. Okay. Kate G. Erica. Kat. Joanna. Ariel. Holly B. Elizabeth M. Ryan M. Zach H. Eleanor. Justin H, Fred, Robin, Lisa D, Ian Z, Jordan Z, Greg G, Saga N, Josh S, Robert J, Ben P, G Todd, RD, P Footy, Ross P, Tobin T, Megan, David N, Ariel B, Amy A, Michael, Linnea M, Lindsay W, Julie, Danielle G, Dan B, John A, Clara H, Carly, Brendan O, Mary, Akil A, Caroline P, Joe E, James K, Mathis, Joseph S, Ryan M, Sarah R, Kelly T, Helen D, Joshua M, Michael D, Dre, M. Letham, Janae H, Jennifer P, Rio W, Christina G, Chaitali S, Charlie E, Arcade, Stephen S, James, Ruth A, Jetlag Jessica, Mandarb the girl, not the horse, David U, Amy R, Meridim, Mimi K, Amanda, Mark D, Heather J, Christina M, Malia H, Keith, Sirius G, Olivia K, Joshua S, Nicholas E, Michelle S, Michelle D, Destination Toast, MJ, Kat S, Jericho W, Sabre Bouquet, Thomas K, Elizabeth F, Emily, Evans K, Ola J, Yulia S, Brian D. This episode is not the ending. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the Wheel of Time, but it is an ending. Bye! <laughs>